0: I'm out with the dogs again and it's strange and busy times it's it's a funny old time at the moment largely because of the coronavirus pandemic that seems to have struck the globe with a speed like we weren't imagining and it's I've got quite a few sort of mixed feelings about the whole thing really the schools have now shut today in the UK apart from people that are children of those, whether key workers or, you know, the, the emergency uh, teams and NHS workers. These two loon loonies, these two dogs, are racing around the woods, <laughs> sort of trying to nibble at each other's heads, and as you'll be able to hear, Gus is goading honey, and she's definitely up for the challenge. And now I think she's given up, haven't you darling? You've given up now, you're just going to have a nice little trot along with a smiley retriever face. And uh, Gus has bounded off now, doing his own thing. I think they're just quite pleased to be out of this sort of isolation that we seem to be in at the moment. And isolation is a bit of a strange word for a bereaved parent and somebody who's uh, gone through a childhood cancer journey because... You kind of get used to being fairly isolated, fairly alone. Your children are, you know, isolated or in isolation for, you know, weeks, months, sometimes years. And I think I find some of the behaviour of human beings quite astonishing (laughs) lately. fear that has been sort of induced by so much on the media. Now I know we need to, you know, I used to work in the media, I I know we need to know facts and figures and things, but I think it's very easy for especially vulnerable members of society to, uh, to feel very worried about what this all means. You know, we've we've finally managed to get a good shop today uh, very, very early in the morning. Um, but, you know, we've, we've sort of tried to pop to the shops in recent days and weeks, and it's astonishing to see, you know, the level of panic and what people are buying and the sort of lack of consideration that seems to be going on. We are very fortunate in all of this you know my husband's working from home at the moment there's a lot of people that are now having to work from home people that are having to think outside the box a lot a lot of creatives are offering amazing things online you know, courses and things for the children to, to watch. You know, we're home educators anyway, so we've been quite used to the resources online, doing study through Zoom lessons with other uh, teachers. Um, but it's very interesting to see what uh, what is happening everybody this virus and I I have to draw a similarity for for myself with cancer it seems to be that it doesn't you know it doesn't care about your age and it doesn't care about what background you have or whether you're successful at your job it doesn't care you know your ethnicity your gender your preferences in life you know, none of that matters and and actually it it has... I, I feel like it's going to level the playing field a bit for everybody because we are all human. This is, I hope, opening our eyes to the way we are as people. I hope it is teaching us something somewhere along the line I feel the same uh, about cancer, except i don 't <laughs> cancer is mean and destructive and awful and and so is coronavirus, but in a different way. I hope i 'm saying the right things here i 'm walking through the woods and i 've had so many thoughts bubbling up in my head the last few days and weeks uh, you know um, There is a great sadness when I see so many messages of people that are in situations where they are immunocompromised and they've gone out to buy shopping and then they're being shouted at by people that can't tell that they're immunocompromised, you know? So, please, I I wish, I hope people will take away their judgement. Nobody knows what is going on in somebody's life. And for a lot of us, we have already been in an isolated situation. You know, for us, our children haven't been able to go to school for different reasons. Our children might be home educated anyway out of choice. You know, I see a lot of people, I know the children have been working really hard. I know that it, it, you know, the, the lack of exams, all of those things. Um, They all matter Of course they do Everybody's got their own different circumstances But I think what's really important here Is that we take away judgment And we open our arms to people Even if it's virtually (laughs) At the moment And we express love and kindness And consideration to every single person On this planet You know I got a bit passionate there about all of that I'm looking out over the the cow field and I can't see any of the bulls that were here. Maybe they've been moved to another field, I think they've been moved round. Lots of straw, lots of hay all over the place and I can see the South Downs are oh, looking magnificent actually in the background. We've come past six months with Ben. Um, We're now into sort of seven and a half months now and I think that's been really hard. It's been so difficult actually. It's been so difficult because I still feel like everything happened yesterday and I almost, you know, there's there's a set of circumstances in my life that have happened and I feel really emotional now because in 2017, My dad, who had been separated from my mum for many, many years, uh, died unexpectedly. And it was apparent, even at that time, that Ben was not quite right. And then in 2018, he was diagnosed with leukaemia and Lyme disease. And, And then we were on the mode of, you know, being... Rushed through chemo. It was all very much an emergency situation, really, because his hemoglobin levels were at forty-eight, not anywhere near what they should have been. Um, No wonder he couldn't, you know, catch his breath when he was out walking. No wonder he got so frustrated with me a lot of the time. And we also lost a grandparent in our family around the same time as Ben's diagnosis, and we were then heading into this strange situation where our son was on the face of an appeal which was shocking enough as it was and yet we were so desperate to find a donor and then we, we miraculously found a donor in sort of three or four weeks of waiting and believe you me that was the longest wait Known to man, and you're trying to remain positive all the time, and that's why I'm such an advocate for stem cell donation because it is absolutely crucial. Even in these times, I know many families who are still going through treatment, and sadly, I know many families who are bereaved. I never thought we were ever going to be in this situation, and then you know, we lost Ben after you know, having this beautiful brief set of months at home and it wasn't like we got back to any sense of normality but we kind of we were kind of just happy being under the same roof and appreciating simple pleasures you know simple things being able to talk to each other being able to have Ben wander through to our bedroom in the middle of the night for a chat you know being able to hear him laugh with his sisters being able to hear them bicker but yet they didn't bicker that often because they were so respectful of each other the girls were so respectful of Benny and and all that he'd been through and yet they'd been through a huge amount as well and are still going through a huge amount as I'll properly discuss a bit later We lost Benny in the summer which was something that I don't think any of our family can get used to and I'm sure any of you listening who have gone through um, losing a child at any age it's something that you can't put into words but you know that when you see another parent who's gone through the same things you almost don't need to say anything you could just have a hug and you know you don't you don't have to find the words it's just some terrible tragedy that has happened something that is so traumatic you could never You know, you never want to go through it again, but at the same time you might want to go through it again because you might want to just hold on a bit tighter. And then six months down the line, here we are again, we're in a situation where we've already been largely isolated, partly because just out of choice, you know, and out of grief. It is very difficult to pretend to put on the smiley face all the time when you feel awful. And awful is such a tiny word. The magnitude of losing a child is just beyond any heartbreak you could ever imagine. And so we, you know, every week, every Saturday, we find ourselves, if we can be at home, we're we're at home and we we sit in Benny's bedroom and we have a little chat with him. I have a cry. And I've just found actually as time goes by it's so difficult and it gets more and more difficult every day and you just sort of you carry blindly on and then you just get hit with it and I'm sure I repeat myself on these podcasts but it, it seems to be getting harder And uh, every week, every day, every minute that goes by it's hard enough But then when you look at time passing And you think, my goodness, we're nearly at the end of March now You know, he died just after his 12th birthday Back in August How on earth has that time gone? You know, where has it gone? And so when all of this coronavirus stuff started Of course we kept a close eye on what was happening but again we're still in shock over losing Ben and now we're plunged into this scenario and I do have mixed feelings because we, you know, there's so many people, oh this is so difficult to say so please forgive me if if I'm barking up the wrong tree here but I have always believed that there are ways and means and You know, when I was a young child, I largely grew up on the poverty line without my dad around, with my sister. And I'm sure there are many, many people who have been in the same situation over the years. And you come to a sort of sense of gratitude for anything and everything in life. And I always try to see the positive always even in the most dire of circumstances and I'm looking around now at what is going on in the world what is going on in our country and without talking about politics forget about politics I'm talking about humanity and human beings and kindness and I see the people complaining and I see people out for themselves and I see acts of selfishness that are so unnecessary and yet of course we all have to look after each other, you know, as I said we went out, and my husband went out this morning and managed to get some shopping which was fabulous because, you know, we needed it There would be enough to go around if people would just take a step back for five minutes. You know, we also need to feed our NHS staff. We need to feed the vulnerable. There's still people on the streets. You know, everybody needs to think about the way they behave and think about kindness and what they can do to help others in this situation. And then on the other side of the coin, I see a lot of creatives who've, you know, perhaps found themselves out of work, who've actually come together online and um, are doing some really positive things. It feels like a time to look to yourselves and think what you can do for others, really what you can do for others, Uh, you know, because we all go about our lives and we've all got our own situations to deal with, you know. I'm very well aware of that and and as I talk about maybe my frustrations with how people complain, maybe they complain for good reason, you know, maybe they've been in situations before where they've had to go without and maybe that's why they, you know, want to get loads in or whatever and maybe they're shopping for somebody else. We just don't know. So I think this is the time to be mindful of that before we start judging. But people are coming together in different ways and they're using the internet and uh, like never before and actually there is a there's quite a sense of community i feel coming out and the other thing that was happening in in the news is the fact that they've started to look at pollution levels and things and what we're doing to the environment and the positive effect that something so dreadful is having on the environment is actually keeping humans away (laughs) And uh, you know, there is clear water in Venice. I think they've seen dolphins there today, and there is you know le- less pollution over many countries just in a short space of time. I really hope once all of this is done and dusted that there is a renewed sense of love and respect and kindness and consideration for others and for others i'm talking about humans i'm talking about animals i'm talking about the planet and you know we're we're certainly guilty of you know we've got an oil tank in our garden you know i have a diesel car um although that's not being used at the moment and uh we're all looking at ways I've been wanting to go solar and have uh, a different way of heating the house for a long time but these things are sort of coming to the forefront now, what can we do I think after this there will be a lot of people not wanting to go back to how we were I hope because I think the world was getting just too much I think you know when, when we were growing up and it was simpler times those Those times were golden Actually And when I think about the time in isolation With my beautiful boy And I think about The privilege it is To be at home with my girls You know However hard it gets on the outside You know We're we're very lucky You know I'm so lucky Even in losing my son, I'm so lucky to have had him, I'm so lucky that he had a lot of wisdom and he has taught me so much, you know the conversations we had actually about the environment, And he did say, you know, we were getting to a point where humans were going to become extinct. And he said that in October 2018, when he'd had his uh, transplant. It was a very interesting conversation, but he was very tearful. And that might have been because of everything he was going through, but he always loved animals and Never wanted to tread on an ant or, and that's not from, that's not a pun or part of the lyric from uh, ant music years ago, (laughs) massive fan of Adam and the ants, Um, (laughs) but he didn't and he, you know, we would always look out for snails and things and move them out the way so that we didn't uh, hurt them and that was, and still is, (laughs) something that we uh, practice in our family he he has taught me so much and the girls continue to teach me so much it's very easy to think that they're okay a lot of the time because they just get on they are so resilient i think time will tell how things are going but the privilege it is to be at home with your children in simpler times yes there's lots of parents that are not used to having their kids at home and are not sure about how to manage, how to cope. If they just let them play and discover things for themselves they might realise just how incredible and how clever and how amazing their children are, um, how bright and how intelligent. Children can teach us an awful lot and being at home with your children, being in isolation with Ben. I had the great pleasure and privilege of really getting to know my son, and I've really got to know my girls through the situation we've been through with um, childhood cancer. It's such a privilege, you know, the time that you spend together in close quarters, it can get frustrating but you very quickly learn to discuss and to iron out any issues and you get to know each other you get to know each other's likes and dislikes in a matter of moments you know um, and then you just start to see them blossom so I really hope that through all of these difficulties that people really start to value each other like they've never valued each other before Um, you know I definitely worry about my mum and I'm sure there's many people who are worrying about their more elderly relatives um, and keeping them all safe through all of this but again there are ways and means and I think if we all act with positivity and hope and we you know and we really do actually isolate <laughs> for a while. You know, you can still communicate online if you're lucky enough to have good tech. Um, you can still phone people and have a conversation. I think that's really super important. And just let people know you're there. One thing that I've found, again, through just be- becoming more aware of the fact that there's an awful lot of us actually know self isolating now the creativity that's coming from being stuck at home I mean there's there's still a lot of people saying how bored they are within five minutes well learn to be bored you know when you're stuck in a, a hospital for months on end you know you can be wound up like a spring and be desperate to get out every five minutes or you can just sit back and accept it and sometimes it's acceptance is the hardest thing Maybe I've been brought up with a real sense of, you know, come on, we can get on with this, we can do this. You know, the worst has already happened for us. You know, we've lost our son. You know, he was bright and beautiful and funny and witty and so full of energy before he got poorly, you know, and so full of ideas and he was just starting to plan his life and then it was uh, just gone in a matter of seconds in the end and you know in the end cancer didn't scare me, coronavirus doesn't scare me and I think if we can all pull together and be kind to each other You know who knows what we can achieve in time ahead but you know if somebody said to me do you consider yourself unlucky or lucky I will always say lucky I am a glass half full girl no matter what and maybe I'll change my mind in months and years to come but for now that's exactly where I will stay and I hope that You're all with me on that one. I send out love and light to all of you. And be creative in all things. Okay. Love you lots. Be strong. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening.